It's that time for me to come and share with you from God's Word. And I trust that you are blessed as you listen. It is my intention to glorify God in everything that I would say or do. And it is my intention to encourage you as God's children to keep on going for the Lord. Be busy in what you're doing for the Lord. Not forgetting those who have not yet trusted Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior. It is my intention also to encourage you to trust Him before it is too late. May God bless you as you listen to these devotions and may you share with others. Have a gale. In the song, I gave my life for thee. In the fourth stanza, it is said, And I have brought to thee, down from my home above. What have you brought there, Jesus, from your home above? Abigail reminded us by saying, Salvation full and free, my pardon and my love. I bring rich gifts to thee. What hast thou brought to me? I bring rich gifts to thee, what hast thou brought to me? We are looking at this matter of the church, and I trust that you are a part of a church, a Bible-believing church, a church where you can be fed from the Word of God, a church that you can follow the teachings. Let God lead you to where He will have you. Now, here I said to you in our last devotion as I close that you will notice the characteristics of a sleeping church. Is your church a sleeping church? Number one, the first characteristic I would want to share with you about a complacent church is sleeping. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Here it speaks of those who are trusting in some outward, earthly privilege. Scripture makes it very clear that this has happened and will happen. The called ones are called upon to announce the war. The outward is more important than the inward. There is much outward professions, but little inward possession. Paul wrote to Timothy in his second letter, chapter 3, verse 5. He said, you will come across those who will have a form of godliness, just a form, outwardly. It may sound so. It may look so. It's just a form. He said, but denying the power thereof, Timothy, from such turn away. So I say to you, like Paul said to Timothy, when you find those who just have this form of godliness, they tell you about God, but they're denying the power of God thereof. You know, there are many who will tell you that Jesus Christ is not God. There are many who discredit our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said to Timothy, turn away from such. We too often place too much value on outwardness on the external things, more than we value the inward, the spiritual mighty walking of the Holy Spirit of God. In verse 4 of our text in Amos chapter 6, 
He said that lie upon the beds of ivory. Yeah, enjoying it. And stretch themselves upon their couches and eat the lambs out of the flock and the calves out of the midst of the stall. In other words, these are people that are living it up. It speaks of those who are living for pleasure while at the same time lying on their beds of ivory. This speaks of being complacent, lazy. How true this is in many churches today among them members. Proverbs chapter number 6, verse 9 to verse number 11, he said, How long will thou sleep, O sluggard? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little falling of the hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man. The tragedy of this matter is that while the church is comfortable asleep, every agent of Satan is wide awake doing his work. You will never find the enemy of our souls asleep. He's constantly awake, trying not to awake the sleeping believer. He wants the believer to stay complacent. He wants the believer to be asleep. A sleeping church finds itself sleeping. Secondly, a sleeping church finds itself satisfied. Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. To be at ease is to be satisfied. Here it is plain to see how complacency causes one to be satisfied. May I remind you, the world is going to hell wholesale. You would be surprised to hear the preacher say that they are going to hell. Listen carefully. And many will still say, Amen. So let it be. Let them go. This is not something for us to rejoice about. God has given us a job to do. And that is to warn men and women. Tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. Not only that. He has given us a job to do that if they don't even listen to our voices, they could see our lifestyle and know that God is alive. The believer has, the believers have lost their compassion for the lost. The believer is in Zion, in the church, comfortable. They are comfortable because they are complacent, sleeping and satisfied. Look at a church in Laodicea. In Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 17, he said, Because thou sayest, I'm rich, and increase with good, and have need of nothing, knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked? It's a church that he's speaking to. He said, You say you're rich. Yeah, you may be got offerings. You may be increasing in goods. Yeah, the church may be looking good buildings, offerings, vehicles, you name it. The church may say that we don't need anything. God has blessed us. But he said the church needs to stop and pay attention to the fact that while one may be rich, so rich, but yet so poor, we become satisfied with drops. But God wants to send showers. Why is that businessman, the atheist, the politician, and many others are not satisfied until they have reached the top. 
But many Christians are satisfied with right where they are with a woe over our heads. We want the Lord and his blessings, but we don't want to be disturbed. In the book of Nehemiah, chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, he says, And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. And the walls of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are born with fire. Verse 4. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Here is a man that is disturbed about what is happening back home. So many things are happening and happening in the church, and many are not disturbed. I pray that God would disturb us and have us to be like Nehemiah, to sit down and weep and mourn over what's happening, and then take some time out and fast and pray before the God of heaven. And I guarantee you that he will help us. Oh, how we need help today. Oh, how our young people are going astray. Where is the church when all of this is happening? Lord, help us to be alert of what's happening around us. And use us, Lord, for your honor and for your glory to help others to find you. God, help us as a church to be on the move for you, doing what you would have us to do as these days come to an end. We love you, praise you, forgive us of our sins. Bless your people, everyone. Be with them, provide for them, protect them, especially those that are willing to be used of you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. May God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sharing. First for listening, and then for sharing. I'll be back next.